0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed Play Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When I found out I was pregnant, I quickly scanned the list of things I could and couldn't eat, started taking folate, and I didn't really think beyond that. Aaron Harvey, however, did. And no, he wasn't having a baby. His wife was. (laughs) But he thought a lot about what his partner would be eating during her pregnancy. His cookbook, A husband's, a House Husband's Guide, Cooking for Your Pregnant Partner, is the result of all that thought. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hello, and thanks for having me in again. Speaking of thoughts and feelings, let's mm-hmm. start at the very beginning. How did you feel when you found out your partner was pregnant?
1: Well, I think like, you know, any parent, you're over the moon, It's it's, you know, the most exciting thing, the most challenging thing, the most terrifying thing, <laughs> yes. the biggest mix of emotions that you can have. Um, and I suppose you start, you know, that nine months period is is kind of like, well, I've got to put this new life on trial. What? How am I going? How am I going to change everything to fit this in? So, yeah, a mix of wonderful emotions, but you know, um, pooing myself at the same time.
0: <laughs> I love that. Now, um, dads often relate that they can feel kind of not quite helpless, but maybe not as connected with the pregnancy because they're not feeling it the way the partner is, the the carrying partner mm. is. Um, did getting into the kitchen make you feel more connected in that way?
1: It was the reason that I wrote the book. Um, uh, look, uh, women go through this wonderful metamorphosis during pregnancy. They're, they're, their body's changing, obviously. they They've got a a new life growing inside them. They have an instant connection to their child. Uh, For a man, and and I'm not saying for a moment, woe is men and how left out we are and anything (laughs) like that. Of course you wouldn't say that. Of course I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't (laughs) dare. Um, But, you know, we don't go through those changes. We we are there in a supporting role. And uh, sometimes it's very easy to feel like you're not quite a part of the family all of a sudden. So... uh, what can you do to change it? That was the thing that came into my head. And how can I participate in helping my baby grow? And the one thing I thought of was, well, I can cook and I can cook for my partner. So I picked up that ridiculous guide that they give you <laughs> with all their nose and their whatever. And, you know, my, my partner's face when she was told what she couldn't eat, you know, she was really upset. You know, no rare steak, no eggs. You know, we 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 appreciate our food in our house. So it was a big deal. So um, I, I went about... Uh, making sure that I was an active part in my partner's pregnancy. I was an active part in my child's development. And I was winning a lot of brownie points. Oh, my Lord. For the future. And hey, as men, we need all the brownie
0: points we can get. Can I just say, you're still winning them as far as I'm concerned? Thank you, madame. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> when I looked at this book, I'm like, this is ridiculously good. Um, the question I have, not being a big cook myself, mm-hmm. you've always cooked, you were on MasterChef. Absolutely. Um, I have never concluded that because you're a good cook that you're thinking about the nutritional value of everything. I Mm -hmm. I imagine that some cooks love food, love the flavor of food, and learn about nutrition as they go. Mm -hmm. This, however, is is kind of a combination of both. Was learning about the nutrition for your partner and all the things that you could put into the food, not just leave out? Yep. Was that, um, a new thing for you or was that something that you'd always incorporated in your cooking? Well,
1: if your, uh, listeners could see me, they, they'd see that I don't cut quite a, you know, (laughs) a slim figure, you know? That's
0: Um, not true. (laughs) I disagree. You know, uh.
1: I just love to eat, and uh, and I'll eat anything, and I'm the worst. <laughs> yes, it was a total learning curve, uh, especially because there's, you know, a pregnancy diet, it is restrictive in a lot of things that are really go-to good-tasting things. So you have to think about, not only am I putting folates in the first trimester, is there, you know, fatty acids, calcium, all these things, uh, you know, how is the iodine levels in, in stuff, all of these things that need to be thought, considered, uh, that are added to the diet, but obviously... Is it tasting good? Because one of the things that I think is hardest for pregnant women, and aside from having another human being inside you, <laughs> is the simple fact that you know you're getting told no. You know I can't do this. I can't do this, and and that's a really difficult thing. And a salad is really interesting, but for nine months straight, it can drive you a bit crazy. So you have gotta put interesting stuff in it. I looked at it as a challenge and, and it was one that I quite enjoyed. Uh,
0: and there are definitely an assortment of foods here. You've got your dumplings. There are. Uh, I, I just go to that because I love dumplings. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of things. I am speaking with Aaron Harvey. He's the author of A House Husband's Guide, Cooking for Your Pregnant Partner. And um, we actually spoke to Aaron first about your latest book, which was also A House Husband's yes, Guide. that's the uh, second but book. But this yeah. was um, our, our Meal, Their Meal. Yes,
1: that's for when you have uh, toddlers and toddlers. And what are you supposed to do at the dinner table? Because they won't eat anything.
0: Exactly. And I fell in love with that book because it's, I haven't had a recipe that I've cooked from that yet that I haven't enjoyed. Thank you. And so I guess that what—that's that's what you were getting to with this book as well. is You wanted your partner to enjoy the food, but you also wanted to enjoy the yeah, food. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I did the no drinking thing. Um, you
0: didn't with, drink for nine months yep
1: I did the no drinking thing um, you, you well, need you know, a
0: halo over all your all for head. one
1: <laughs> you know, what's the fun of doing it without your partner I mean she's my best friend it's exactly you know so I went you know if we're going to do it we'll do it together if what we're going to eat we're going to eat together so I did the same thing and, and I enjoyed it
0: um, you know how did she feel about the effort that you put in um,
1: I, I hope she was impressed I mean I, I've think that I put an effort in every single day. I'm sure you heard from your
0: girlfriends though, right?
1: (laughs) I just don't um, write books about the efforts that I do
0: every day. (laughs) And um, something I also noticed, you wrote in the introduction that you you would find a lot of Asian dishes in this book. Yes. Why is that? Oh,
1: Asian cuisine contains a lot of vegetables. Um, If you you look at how Westerners eat... um, it seems a lot of the time the vegetables are an afterthought. Um, you know, uh, there's not necessarily always the freshest, you know, whatever. But you you look at a lot of, you know, Asian dishes and there's a hell of a lot of greens in there. There's a lot of folates and, and they're really quick to cook. They're easy to cook. Um, it's okay to use pre-made sauces in a lot of, you know, you use soy sauce and stuff like that. Whereas you're not going to, you know, pull out a bottle of pre-made pasta sauce and have any kind of, you know, well, you can, but I don't. So yeah. <laughs>
0: you cook from scratch. Yeah. I think I'm coming over for dinner. Look, finally, um, I love that this book was about supporting your partner throughout pregnancy, and also we know a lot more now about how foods can support you yeah, during pregnancy. Absolutely. Um, How did you, did you continue to cook like this after your daughter was born? Because obviously your wife would have gone through the postpartum phase and depletion, all those sorts of things. Did you find it helped in that phase as well?
1: Well, one of the great things I think about the book is there's a section at the back called Hospital food. And it's for all the dishes you can have once you've passed uh, your pregnancy and the things that you really want to eat. Look, the great thing about writing a cookbook is that um, all your recipes are neatly put into one thing and uh, you can access them whenever you want. So I still use them and I think that they're great. And I wouldn't have put them in a book unless I thought that they were fantastic. Sometimes I do the non-pregnancy friendly versions of them these days. But yeah, look, they're all easy to cook and, and really tasty. And if you follow the recipes along, there's, there's a lot of cool technique in there as well that you can apply to, you know, other dishes that you're doing and, and, and you know, elevate the flavors of them.
0: Because I have to say, although this is called A House Husband's Guide, only I have used the other recipe book, ah. and I'm kind of I'm kind of sticking to it, because I don't want him to get the secret recipes yeah, that and, do well.
1: That's what you should do.
0: <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Aaron Harvey. He's the author of A House Husband's Guide, Cooking for Your Pregnant Partner. We'll put links up to where you can find a copy for yourself. Just head to babyology.com.au forward slash love. How much do you love talking to your kids? You can have such great conversations, even when they don't make sense. Dr. Amy Alomar talks about why these chats are so important. You know, kids of all ages really like to hear about your stories and where you came from. And they love to hear about when you made mistakes. And so use (laughs) those as learning opportunities, because, you know, we aren't perfect. And like you said, they think you're all that, right? But really, we we are imperfect beings, and they need to see that so that they can understand what it is to live and be wonderful in the world having made mistakes. Plus, she'll explain how to deal with a big question when you're least expecting it. This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you'll join me for the next episode of Feed, Play, Love.